0: Welcome to the Beacon, your connection to nonprofit success. Now, here's your Lighthouse Council host. Hello, and
1: welcome to the Beacon podcast. I'm Ryan Warnicky, your host for today's discussion with Eric Tamales of Virtuous. Eric recently moderated the panel discussion during the joint Lighthouse Council and Virtuous 2023 Giving USA briefing. Eric is the Director of Business Development and Chief Evangelist at Virtuous, the responsive fundraising platform. He's committed to helping nonprofits grow global generosity. He's a proven fundraising professional who has always been forward-thinking, donor and people-driven, and most of all, results-oriented. With 20 plus years of professional fundraising experience, Eric has made over 4,000 face-to-face donor solicitations himself, raising millions of dollars for numerous nonprofit organizations in areas including healthcare, education, human services, university athletics, and youth-based organizations. He served as a frontline fundraiser as well as an executive in some transformative organizations such as St. Jude's, the Boy Scouts of America, and right there in his own hometown of Pittsburgh, the Allegheny Health Network. Eric, thank you so much for joining us today. And as always, it's a pleasure to spend some time with you, my friend.
0: Thank you, Ryan. I appreciate the shout out of Pittsburgh, as well as the, the opportunity to, to partner along with you guys. We at Virtuous love Lighthouse and that conversation we just had earlier this week with our webinar. What a topical information we had. And we had a really great panel, exceptional leaders to facilitate that discussion.
1: Well, thank Yins for help putting it on, <laughs> uh, promoting it. And obviously, as a member mm-hmm. of the Giving Institute and a supporter of the Giving USA Foundation, thanks for helping to Bring the report together. So, uh, I'm going to dive in. In this year's Giving USA report, we learned that giving dropped across the board, three and a half percent without accounting for inflation. And, and we look at that in comparison to the S&P 500 dropping nearly 20 percent during that same time frame in 2022. We also learn that foundation giving has increased to 21 percent of of total U.S. giving. Which follows a, a 40 year trend where there's been less individual giving and more giving from foundations. When you look at data from Giving USA, showing ultimately more sophisticated and wealthy donors give through these pass through organizations, as foundations, and in some cases, yep. donor advised funds. The main headline was the slight decrease in giving. And Dr. Una Ossoli from the IU Lilly Family School of Philanthropy said an estimated 2.5 million fewer households made a charitable gift last year, right? And that follows a long-standing trend that we've seen in AFP's fundraising effectiveness report. So Eric, that was a really lengthy yeah. preamble to, to kind of help set the stage. You led a really engaging panel discussion the other day. And so with that in mind, what were some of your favorite panelist comments about the decline in donors and individual giving and, and how people can effectively combat this at their organizations.
0: Yeah, Ryan, I appreciate that. Well, and before I jump into the question that you're leading into, I have to give the shout out to the actual panel itself. And and I was real excited to the diversity and the opportunity of where they, everyone came from, all their different organizations, big and small. We had a new organization that had hundreds of employees within their foundation. We had an organization that had two employees. We had different markets and focus on healthcare as well as environment. So I wanted to give that opportunity and the shout out to Abigail Tobia from Verland. We had Harold Witherspoon from the Salvation Army. We had Marco Corona from the Southern Environmental Law Center. We had our own very own Kevin Foyle from the UT Health Houston. And then what uniquely I actually loved having was Christy Eckhoff from Wells Fargo Advisors to talk about what you led into about the donor advised funds and the foundations and how to communicate with folks. But really what stood out to me was, you know, you heard about the decline of the Giving USA report of giving from year over year from pandemic to where we are today. But what I heard more was the opportunity. And all the panelists came out and talked about the opportunity for focus on gratitude focused on generosity, the fact that they were happy that donors were being engaged with their organization. Harold came out from, from the Salvation Army and he led into, yeah, sure, donors are out there and individuals are giving, but it starts at the volunteer capacity. He was talking about, it. if you haven't seen the webinar, please go back and see it. I think it's a really fascinating conversation of learning into the volunteer leading into the opportunity to become a prospect, become a donor, to be engaged, focused on the mission of his organization. I loved Marco's quote, and I wrote it down on my notebook, was it's challenging for nonprofit leaders to walk and chew gum at the same time. And unfortunately, we have to do that, right? And Marco, coming from an executive role, You can't just do one thing. You have to do multiple things and everything matters when it gets into the giving panel. And finally, like I said, Christy coming from Wells Fargo, they manage a whole host of family foundation and donor advised funds. She gave this snapshot a tidbit of if you want to understand where giving from the philanthropy side is coming from, watch the stock market. The S and P. Look at all the opportunities. Look what's out there, and see how giving reacts on a regular basis, whether it's inflation or the GDP or everything else to that. So, incredible topics. But those were the key things that I took away from just the high level piece.
1: I love that, and I agree that each of the panelists brought a really unique perspective, and Christie's were very interesting. Mm-hmm. Frankly, having those discussions from a different lens of working with donors. It's funny
0: um, because, like, when you're a hammer, all you see is a nail, right? And yeah. so when you're a major gift officer, all you're focused on are their donors, right? When you're a chief development officer, you're looking at the entire institution. But with Christy's point of view was she's focused on charitable giving from a family foundation. So I just thought that was so fascinating to hear how others are seeing how they approach the industry.
1: Right, right. And thank you for referencing each of the panelists. And folks, we're going to include the link to the recording of that webinar in the show notes here. So with that in mind, we're going to move to the next question, which is also related, right? So while total giving was slightly down, although not below pre-pandemic levels, the giving of mega gifts did not go down. So for those of you unfamiliar, Giving USA tracks mega gifts as gifts that are, I believe, half of a percent of total giving in the United States in a given year. So this year that worked out to gifts of $500 million or more, half billion dollar gifts, right? And so half billion dollar gifts did not decrease compared to the previous year, I should say, mega gifts, which might be defined slightly differently, did not decrease. So that, coupled with the increased funding from private and family foundations, shows that larger funders continue to play a bigger, and with the decrease in donors, almost outsized role in many organizations' revenue streams, right? We're not talking about half billion dollar gifts. We know most organizations don't get those, but in general, these wealthier, larger donors. So Eric, in your experience, what's the best way to build meaningful relationships from these important investors? And using Christy's words, she said, these are typically investments as they think about them. And, and were there any great panel comments on this subject?
0: Yeah, I mean, the thing that I took away and what we heard in consistency, you know, I heard I shared it earlier it was all about gratitude and generosity was this idea in this concept across all the panelists was this idea of just focused on personalization, right? Like the world around us is changing, right? Like Marriott, Netflix, Amazon, all these for profit companies are becoming personal and being able to send messages from a personal standpoint to their consumers or investors or the people who buy their products. And we should be doing the same thing as nonprofit organizations. When a donor or an investor, to Christy's point, makes a contribution, we should thank them appropriately. We should acknowledge it quickly. We should have that personalization of saying, hey, Ryan, thank you so much for the mission that you have been able to impact on our opportunity and support in our our organization. And I heard that all over the place from our panel and the challenge it was really interesting and I love the feedback from some of our for our attendees were asking the questions was and that's why I started off the, the conversation with the difference of our of our panelists right the size and scope of their own organizations and Kevin being at a large institution built a mid-level giving program to be able to focus in on the future of his his organization so hes he sees the foresight of the strategy of where he wants to take UT health and the panelists let in and asked was like how do you do that in my own small organization and abigail jumped in and was like you got to start small right like you got to just do something to get the ball rolling you know create automation create some type of things in the background to be able to authentically impersonalize and thank and appreciate what our donors our investors are doing to be able to move forward with the organization and then the other opportunity was came from from abigail was or other comment came from abigail which was the idea of failing forward we, it's all too many times nonprofits don't like change. We're comfortable with what we're doing. We're inheriting our old ways and their strategies and our techniques and our technologies and everything else from the past. And unfortunately, we're, we as nonprofit leaders, we're looking at it as an annual, you know, budget, whatever it may be. So we don't have the room to fail, but we need to embrace it, is what her point was. And we need to be able to do it often. And then that's where Marco, led in with the budget piece was talking about the for-profit companies are leaning in and looking at okay what are we going to forecast what do we think is actual what do we think is probable what do we think is a maybe and we should take that approach to our budgets and if you lean in with the failing forward and trying new things and starting small and taking that approach of your budget that Marco shared I think all three of those that's where organizations can grow independently focus on personalization and trying new things to be able to move the needle forward for their, themselves.
1: Eric, I love that you brought that up. When Abigail mentioned that, I actually wrote it down. It, it reminded me, years ago, I had a discussion with a mutual friend of ours, Sherry Koshi, who yeah. actually, he was sitting in and listening during the webinar. And at one of his, his previous places of work, they had an innovation fund. They line itemed, I don't know, maybe $5,000 a year, every year, frankly, expecting that it would fail and they would learn a really valuable lesson from it. And if the investment paid off with great results, that much better. But that's exactly the kind of thing that Abigail was talking about. And Marco was mentioning is this is what we need to do to be able to grow. Uh, so I'm really happy that you landed on that and shared that with our audience. So, Eric, you've shared a lot, but what are your top three takeaways from this year's report itself and our recent panel discussion?
0: You heard me say, like from the beginning, was the generosity, gratitude, but honestly, like it came back, it focused on the relationships. Relationships matter, right? Like at the end of the day, our donors, our investors want to have that personalization. They want to hear from our organization. They, if they're giving. They want to be appreciated. They want to be acknowledged. They want to know that the organization cares about the individual. And at the end of the day, sure, major giving is on a, a huge increase right now. And those mid-level and those low-level donors are leaving because they're not being appreciated and they're not being connected with. And you're seeing this through this generosity crisis that's out there. Frankly, I like sharing with organizations is, and what I heard throughout our webinar was Let's lean into those relationships. Let's build those authentic conversations. It can be done in a multi channel way, whether it's through text or mobile or phone or email or mail. Let's go to the donor and find out what channel is appropriate to them. And I, even coming out of the Giving USA report, we saw that mobile giving is on the increase with Generation Z and Millennials, right? Online giving has increased two years ago, last year, and even again this year. So leaning into those technologies and those efficiencies that can be able to afford that relationship in an authentic way for our organizations to be able to combat the fact that individual giving is going down and people are giving in different ways in a more sophisticated manner to our organizations that works best for them.
1: And it's really important you bring that up because thinking through the panel discussion, that was one of the things that Harold said. Harold said that they picked up a number of donors at the Salvation Army over the pandemic. But a lot of those folks dropped off in in 22. And and all of the things you're talking about really lead to a smaller decrease in, in giving. And so, Eric, all of those things that you mentioned, they really speak to responsive fundraising which is the core of what virtuous is and what virtuous does and frankly the name of gabe cooper's first book responsive Mm -hmm. fundraising we haven't talked about virtuous at all do you want to tell us a little bit about virtuous and responsive fundraising
0: absolutely i really do appreciate that ryan i mean i absolutely love talking about virtuous and our concept of responsive fundraising is why i travel and do all the communications that we do for our industry Responsive fundraising is the core of our methodology for our technology. And obviously, we're a technology platform for nonprofit organizations. And I really was bought into this idea of responsive fundraising when I had this conversation with Gabe a couple of years ago, and I wanted to jump onto a team to be able to help grow nonprofits. And I think about when I was in the nonprofit space and serving the mission in our community and all those different organizations is when a donor gives to our organization what do we do we follow up we call them we thank them we appreciate we sit down and have a conversation with them and you ask them why are you giving to our organization that's really reactive fundraising right and so responsive is on the front end where we want to kind of take that netflix approach right like when i watch stranger things it'll automatically suggest another series based on my personal preferences but in my own household my wife has her own Netflix account underneath the umbrella, right? So she's getting her own personalization technique or journey from there. So at the end of the day, responsive is we want to listen to who our donors and our prospects and who those donors are. We want to connect with them personally, I'll create those automatic touch points, suggest the next step. Sometimes it's a financial ask, sometimes it's a get to know more about the organization. And then we want to test and validate and repeat and learn that opportunity. And that's the core responsive fundraising. But at the end of the day, it's done through our technology where all of our systems talk to one another, right? So we have a CRM, which is our home base, but we're much more than just a CRM. We have the email, we have the marketing, we have the AI, which is like social insights and well screening. We have some great partners in that space, online giving and volunteer management and all of those things talk to one another. So we can create donor journeys and welcome series and acknowledgement pieces and All through a multi-channel approach to make it easy for our nonprofit leaders to grow generosity at scale for their organization.
1: Thanks, Eric. Really appreciate that and the great work that you and Virtuous do with so many wonderful organizations, I'd say across the country, but across the world, really.
0: Around the world, yeah.
1: So we are at time, Eric, and it's been an absolute blast having you on. So thanks for finding some time in your very busy schedule today. We're glad that you could share your words of wisdom with the Beacon
0: podcast audience. Do you have any closing words? Yeah, I mean, I really do. And like the last piece I'll say is, frankly, thank you, Ryan, and thank you to Lighthouse for putting this podcast on. I think it's very valuable for our nonprofit leaders. But more importantly, I. <laughs> Thank our nonprofit leaders. I really do value the work you guys do on a day-to-day basis. The work is hard. It's arduous. We're getting pulled in 20 different directions, but the work you do matters. And at the end of the day, supporting our community, supporting our organizations, it's because of your leadership and your constant wanting to learn and grow. And listen to podcasts like this to be able to grow generosity locally. Thank you so much for what you guys do for our communities.
1: Well, that's very kind of you to say, and gracious. As always, Eric, thanks so much for you joining. Thank you, Virtuous, and many of your colleagues, Eric, including Ali Hammond, who helped make the webinar a smashing success. To our listeners, you can connect with Eric on LinkedIn and learn more about Virtuous, the responsive fundraising platform, at virtuous.org. And thank you all for listening. I'm Ryan Wernicke, and we hope to see you next time on the Beacon podcast. Thanks
0: for listening to the Beacon, your connection to nonprofit success. Tune in every week for nonprofit topics with special guest interviews. Suggest future topics and learn more about upcoming podcast and guest at lighthousecouncil.com.